at the feast of the dedication, they come to Jesus and ask, speak it plainly. Are you the Messiah? Good morning, Christian America. He's going to answer this question as we go through scripture today in the gospel according to John in the back half of the 10th chapter. Jesus has just explained to his detractors, the religious elders, his friends, that he's the good shepherd, that he takes care of his sheep, his flock. They know his voice and he will lay down his life for them. In this passage we're going to cover, it continues this conversation, this lesson about who Jesus truly is. And he tells us in common language so that everybody can understand. Let's get into scripture. The gospel according to John chapter 10. We're going to start at verse 22. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across our nation. We do that in a couple of ways. One of the ways is by um, promoting Christian apparel at ChristianAmericanTees.com. You can go to ChristianAmericanTees, all one word.com. Pick yourself up some Christian American apparel to give confidence to the rest of the community who thinks like you do, who believes like you do, that we don't have to keep our faith bottled up inside. We can go out into the world. We can go out into public. We can proclaim our love for Jesus. We can proclaim our faith because we know that it's true and it's right and it's just to do so. We're commanded to do so. Another way we do that is this Christian American uh, podcast, the Good Morning Christian America podcast uh, on YouTube, on Rumble, um, on all the social media platforms. Follow us there. Subscribe to this podcast. If you're listening to this, subscribe to this podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the bell. That way you get notified when a new video drops. That's how we stay in touch with one another. If you followed us in the previous weeks, you know that we're continuing to go down the chapter, or excuse me, the um, the gospel according to John. Um, John's gospel is super important because John was there from the almost from the very, very beginning, and he was there all the way to the foot of the cross. He was there in the empty tomb. He was there um, at the ascension of Jesus. He was there long after all the other apostles had been martyred in, in Greece, and he wrote these things down. He had these visions. Jesus visited him. And so his recollection, his story, his gospel is super important to get into. And we've been going methodically through it from beginning, and we're going to go all the way to the end. We do it in order. We do it verbatim. So we show it to you. We read it to you. That way it's not taken out of context. Nothing's cherry-picked for an agenda. Not for me, but it's all for the love of God and to increase our faith in what we say we believe in. It's a sad day when we come across Christians who say they're Christians, who say they believe, but they, they don't know scripture. They don't, they've never read it. They've, uh, they, they don't know some of the stories. They don't know the in-depth. They don't feel it. They can't recognize it because they've never looked at it and studied it. They never heard it. That's they feel that they're Christians. They feel this way because they have a calling. God has put us a, a calling within us, a yearning within us to find him, to seek him. That's the first step. But then you got to keep going. You got to keep um, dedicating your life to living out the gospel, to studying it, to reading it, to learning it, and then living it. And so with that, friends, let's get into um, the gospel according to John. We're going to start it 
chapter 10, verse 22. This is taking place. All of these, uh, th th this dialogue about being the shepherd, uh, leading the flock, protecting the sheep. All of this is taking place during Hanukkah, right? This is the, uh, the, the old uh, um, Testament would have called this the, the feast of the dedication, right? The, the, the Jewish community comes together and they dedicate themselves. They reconsecrate uh, themselves to the temple because uh, the, the, the Romans had uh, previously uh, torn down the temple, right? And desecrated the temple. And so this is where um, these conversations are taking place with Jesus and his uh, detractors, should we say. And so verse 22, the feast of the dedication. The feast of the dedication was then taking place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus walked about in the temple area on the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, how long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works I do in my father's name testify to me. But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one can take them out of the father's hand. The father and I are one. The Jews again picked up rocks to stone him. Jesus answered them, I have shown you what I have shown you many good works from my father. For which of these are you trying to stone me? The Jews answered him, We are not stoning you for a good work, but for blasphemy. You, a man, are making yourself God. Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law? I said, you gods. If it calls them gods to whom the word of God came and scripture cannot be set aside, can you say that the one whom the father has consecrated and sent into the world blasphemes because I said, I am the son of God? If I do not perform my father's works, do not believe me. But if I perform them, even if you do not believe me, believe the works so that you may realize and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Then they tried to arrest him, but he escaped from their power. He went back across the Jordan to where John first baptized, and there he remained. Many came to him and said, John performed no sign, but everything John said about this man was true. And many there began to believe in him. So when you come across people who are not Christians, people, either they're another faith or they are atheists or agnostics, um, it's one thing when they come and say, well, we don't believe that Jesus is the son of God. We don't believe that Jesus was divine. We don't believe that uh, we don't believe in the Trinity. We don't believe whatever it is that they point out. 
That's one thing. We kind of expect that. We still love those people. We love them with all of our heart. We live the gospel in front of them. We hug them. We kiss them. We, we, we are good neighbors to them. We do what we can for them. We're generous and kind to them, even if they're hostile towards us. But that's kind of expected. Amazingly enough, you come across a lot of Christians and a, and a lot of faith um, that don't believe that Jesus was divine. Was divine. They believe, I don't know what they believe. There's a lot of different denominations out there that believe a lot of different things. But I'm, I'm sure you've come across people who call themselves Christians or, or some Christian denomination that for whatever reason doesn't consider Jesus divine. They don't believe in the Trinity, even though Jesus says to baptize them in the Father, name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. They don't believe that God is divine, even though Jesus himself says, says this. Right? That's the great thing about John's gospel is because why it was important that I said beforehand that John was there for all of this time. He wasn't, he didn't just come in and was martyred and then move out. Right? No, his, his record and his lineage. His eyewitness accounts will go from the beginning of Jesus's mystery, uh, ministry all the way to the foot of the cross, all the way to the empty tomb, all the way to the ascension, all the way past all of that, past the death of all the other apostles and disciples that originally walked with Jesus. And John was still there. So his insight is so powerful. His witness, his testimony is so wonderful. And so what John is saying here is, as he's recollecting what takes place, is that Jesus is teaching in, at the, the, the festival of dedication to the temple in this holy time, during this holy time with all these people around him, with the people. They come and they, they're antagonistic to him. Don't keep us in suspense. Are you the Messiah? Or are you not? And what does Jesus say? He says, I told you, but you don't believe me. You don't believe me because you're not one of my sheep. You don't follow me. In a previous verse in, in the same gospel, Jesus says that they're sons of Satan, right? They follow Satan. They follow the devil. And so he says that my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one can take them out of the father's hand. The father and I are one. He says that. The father and I are one. They're not father and son. We have to use those that language because we don't have another language to use. We don't have another way to you know, uh, comprehend what he is saying. But he's saying they're equal. He's saying they're intertwined. That the Father and him are one. It's the same. It's, just, it's, it's the same God. This is where the idea of the Trinity comes about. It's not because somebody made it up. It's not because some bishop or apostle or whoever made it up. It's because Jesus says it. The Father and the Son are one. The Father and I are one. I call myself the Son of God. Why are you trying to stone me? Because of the good works that I've done. And what, what, what do those Pharisees say? We're not trying to stone you because of any good works. But because of blasphemy. Because you are making yourself God. That's what they tell him. You, a man, 
are making yourself God. They understood what he meant. They understood what he was saying. You come across Christians today that that have a obviously don't have an understanding of of this passage of scripture, how plain spoken that Jesus is to these men of the cloth in his day. The religious leadership of his day, he tells them flat out. Friends, we have to believe in him. We have to understand that he is, he is God. Always was and always will be. From everlasting to everlasting. In the beginning, the old, the, we, we fall into like the Old Testament, New Testament, you know, differences. No, no, no. The father and the son are one. They've been one forever. Old Testament was Jesus. New Testament is Jesus. He just shows us who he is in a different, in a different light so that we can comprehend so that it's not only left to the imagination, but he becomes man and he takes on our, our shape, our world, our body, our flesh, our trials, our tribulations, our struggles. And while we fall short and we sin, he doesn't. He does all that he does so that he can teach us and lead us to a more everlasting life. That we can live a better life on this earth that he's blessed us with to, until those days are counted over. But also, most importantly, that we live in everlasting love with him. An everlasting communion with him. An everlasting consecration to him. That's why he came. Be his sheep. Live in the way that he teaches. Pray in the way that he teaches. Worship in the way that he teaches. Believe in the way that he teaches. Friends, if you like messages like this, which I hope you do, we don't ask for donations. We don't want your, you don't want, we don't want your money. We just want your participation. Like and subscribe to this YouTube channel. Like and subscribe to this podcast. Go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. Pick yourself up some Christian American apparel. Grow the confidence of people of faith in your neighborhood, in your families, in your communities, in your state, and in your country, in the whole world. That's what we're trying to do. So until Monday, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.